Stampede. Garner is in 203, recorded 10-22-2023. could have ended differently for us. Our need to destroy didn't have to be our destiny. Instead, we should have found contentment. We should never have built weapons as a means for making a profit. No, we thought we should take more, while saying we were safe, but with false pride, we thought we could ride the whirlwind. No, there was no end to our arrogance. We belonged to the pantheon of warriors, the destroyers of worlds, making people believe we know what winning is all about. We were a great people, with great ideals, great inventions, great financial strength, and there was no end to our prosperity. We thought the rest of the world should be like us. Well, that isn't going to happen soon. In fact, there's a rising tide against America. Our control of how oil is bought around the world using the U.S. petrodollar is coming to an end. It'll soon no longer exist. And the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency in the world is about to collapse. As of this writing, Israel is about to militarily invade northern Gaza in an attempt to physically destroy Hamas 
in retaliation for its invading southern Israel, killing over a thousand Israeli citizens and taking 199 hostages. My show is an attempt to predict what our future will be. I don't instantaneously report the news. It's the 16th of October, as of the writing of this show, and many events across the world are about to take place. So I'll be telling you about what already may be at least a week old. President Biden has said America will stand shoulder to shoulder with Israel and has positioned two aircraft carrier battle groups off the coast of Israel. On Israel's northern border, Hezbollah, a Lebanese Shia political party, has a military army about to attack Israel. As of 10 a.m. Eastern Time in America, on the 16th of October, a regional conflict in the Middle East is about to begin. There's no turning back. What is about to happen can't be stopped. In the Persian Gulf, with Iran's Revolutionary Guard, the war in the Middle East is about to boil over into a global conflict. As of October 16th, the future of Iran declaring war against America's influence in the Persian Gulf is waiting to happen. War is an unpredictable thing, but by the time this show will air, October 23rd, Iran may have attempted to attack one of our naval ships stationed in the Persian Gulf. 
or destroyed a supertanker laden with oil bound for America. I don't report the news. I only make assumptions of what will be our future. And I'd be the first to admit I could be wrong. Maybe nothing's going to happen in the Persian Gulf, but the odds are Iran may have already attained the status of a nuclear power. It's very possible they obtained a nuclear weapon from North Korea, or they finally enriched enough uranium to build a bomb. It won't matter how they did it, except to say Israel will attempt to destroy Iran's capability of using a bomb. It's clear this world is becoming less safe, and that includes our own country. You want to know our future? Well, one day a ship will arrive in New York Harbor, or maybe Los Angeles Harbor, and it will detonate a nuclear device. That's what's going to happen. And if I were a betting man, I'd say the odds of that happening are nearly a certainty. We thought we could build weapons for a profit without suffering consequences. Well, it's not going to work out that way. Maybe I've got it all wrong. I thought there was no escaping the damage we did to the natural world. No, because it looks like there won't be any escaping from what we do to each other. The natural world is a dangerous place, but it's not like us. We're the most dangerous animal on this planet. Our destiny, our future, looks like we've run out of time. We should have never thought we were in control. We never dealt with what was inside of us. Maybe it was inevitable. Maybe the British philosopher Thomas Hobbes got it all wrong when he wrote, a free agent is he who can do as he will, 
and forbear as he will, and that liberty is in the absence of external impediments. Of course, that was written in the 1600s, and he never imagined Heisenberg's 1927 quantum physics principle of uncertainty. Maybe we may never have had free will. Whether it exists or not is a long-debated philosophy. Determinism is the other side of free will, and if true, it means we can never have the ability to choose. Personally, I believe there are events beyond our ability to comprehend. I believe in the natural world, but I see its capricious ways. We can't exist without it, and we should never have damaged it. We thought we were in control, but that was nothing more than false pride. Whether we can survive as a species after what we've done, not only to the natural world, but to ourselves, is still an unanswered question. But I'm not willing to forgive what clearly looks like a tragic conclusion. It doesn't look like our government will overcome the $33 trillion debt it's placed on every man, woman, and child in this country. Nor does it appear America's preeminence will continue with the dollar as the world's reserve currency, nor that our military with superiority will last indefinitely. We aren't safe, and the rest of the world isn't becoming more safe, but more dangerous. And that includes the principle of uncertainty that exists in the natural world. We thought we could control our destiny, when in fact we never could be certain of anything in this world. The natural world holds our future, and without it, there won't be any place for our well-being. Today, there are over 8 billion people in this world. In the beginning of the 20th century, there were 1.6 billion. And in the 19th century, 1 billion. In the 18th century, 800 million. The trajectory is clear and this world may not be able to sustain us.
our government is divided by a majority of two different parties, Democrats and Republicans. They represent about 50 to 60 percent of the eligible voters in America's population. In other words, anywhere from 40 to 50 percent of the eligible American population doesn't vote. So when our politicians, both Democrat and Republican, say we have a democracy in this country, those words aren't exactly accurate. But putting that aside for the moment, I don't like the hypocrisy, the arrogance of the people who are elected to serve in Washington. And I'll tell you why. It's not the American people in this country who are running our government, but rather the special interest groups, lobbyists, and corporations that say how our government should work. You see, it's not the will of the people that determine how business is conducted in the federal government. In fact, those people who are paid to influence both Democratic and Republican politicians to vote for what they want done are the true force in what we call our democracy. The People's House really doesn't exist. Now, last night on the 19th of October, President Biden addressed the nation talking about the conflict in the Middle East and in Europe, the Israeli-Hamas war, and the Russian-Ukraine war. He wants $100 billion to help fund those two conflicts. He claims, and these are his words, that this will be to protect for generations America's influence for democracy. Well, he's right in one respect. It will help for generations, but it will be $100 billion for the military-industrial complex to continue selling weapons to further what we call democracies. Maybe the president isn't aware of the 20-year war we recently ended in Afghanistan after spending trillions of dollars. Just maybe our building weapons to further generations of security for Americans isn't working. Vietnam is another example of how companies who supported our military got rich on Wall Street for that war. I don't like politicians who lied to the American people saying they're working for them, when in fact they're working for something else.
Americans will never be told when there's a serious threat to their well-being. That's why government documents are classified. Sensitive information as to the level of national security is not allowed to become common knowledge to the public. The governmental agencies charged with enforcing the laws and protecting Americans generate thousands of documents which are classified. In other words, secrets are kept from the public, and it's done for many reasons. The most obvious is, if the American people ever knew something was wrong, it could result in a loss of confidence. A loss in confidence in markets, in our military superiority, our exposure to threats from contagions, to contaminated water or food, potential bank failures future energy disruptions, or even the threat of extraterrestrial events. In other words, the government prevents the American people from ever knowing anything that could disrupt the order of things. You might even say the government intentionally wants to keep the people distracted from knowing what's happening. A good example is assuring we're entertained lulled into a false sense of security by sporting events such as football broadcast four or five times during the week, and even gambling on internet for all forms of sporting events. Those things are used to distract the American people from ever realizing their way of life is at risk, or even worse, that they could be facing something catastrophic. No, the American people have been anesthetized, put in a deep sleep, propagandized, lied to, deceived into believing that nothing is wrong, and they can continue watching an electronic screen for 18 hours a day. You're made to be brain dead manipulated to keep being a tool for the system. And our government doesn't want you to wake up because they know the pain is coming. You see, the conspiracies are real.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard James Horner's composition for the 1986 movie Aliens, Feudal Escape. Then a cut from Karl Orff's O Fortuna from his 1937 cantata Carmina Burana, a piece based on a Latin text dating to the 12th or 13th century followed by a 1961 composition from Mario Nassambini from the movie Barabbas. Next was Philadelphia from the movie World War Z, a 2013 work composed by Marco Beltrami. Then a cut from the music from Tyler Bates and Joel Richard, Santino, for the 1917 movie John Wick, Chapter 2, and to close, Tyler Bates again for his music from the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. He's Leaving. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.